Hey you, and welcome back to season two of Rock My Life podcast, the show that brings you LGBTQ plus rugby players from around the world who share their experiences and perceptions of being gay in sport. I'm Christian John, and this is Rock My Life. Hello everyone, I hope you're well, because once again I'm in lockdown, or tier three as they like to call it. So that means no parties, no social gatherings in pubs, and as it's currently half term there's no point going to any beaches because A, it's cold, and B, there are kids around. I do however feel a sense of deja vu as it was around about Easter holidays when we first went into this lockdown, and here we are again eight months later and still no closer to the end of this pandemic. But all is not lost, as rugby is still going in groups of 20, which makes total sense in a tier three zone, but at least I get to see the team and lots of new faces who have joined this season. Now today's guest is someone who I've followed on social media for a while now. No, not Todrick Hall, but in fact, Darren Morin from the Emerald Warriors, who is also on board of the planners helping to promote the IGR 20th anniversary. And if you follow my Instagram, you will have seen our promo video, where yours truly was filmed in a rather snug IGR kit, introducing the anniversary event lineup. Who knows? Maybe I should start doing TV shows. I was honoured to be chosen to launch it and I cannot wait to continue to work with them over the next 12 months. So, without further ado, I'm excited to introduce Mr. Darren Murray. Hi guys, uh, my name is Darren, uh, also known as Morrow. I'm currently the head coach of the Emerald Warriors, which is the Dublin-based inclusive team uh, within the IGR structure. Um, It's my second year as head coach. We have 100-plus members, uh, two teams that compete within the Leinster League competition based here in Dublin. Um, We would also have a social team that we are looking to develop this year. I work in Dublin. I'm a project manager for a design and construction company called Round Concepts. We look after high-end kitchens, bedrooms, bathrooms, um, and kind of interior design. I play for Malahide Rugby Club. We play in the AIL, which is the All-Ireland League in Ireland. We travel quite a lot. We play in the Division 2B in the competition, so it's a decent standard of rugby that we play. So it's almost like I've got a celebrity on the show. <laughs> I probably miss my celebrity days now, but uh, still playing rugby. I'm 21 years playing now. This wow. is my 21 season playing. So my days of wearing a green jersey are gone, but still still getting a jersey. So still happy enough to keep playing. That's amazing. So we have a lot of people from different LGBTQ plus backgrounds. So what do you identify yourself as and what pronouns do you normally use? I identify as an openly gay male. I came out first when I was probably 16 uh, to two or three of my very good friends. And then didn't come back out again until probably I was about 18, 19. Uh, 
my early 20s. I was playing rugby then at that stage as well. I would have played through school, through my local clubs. And I've been involved with the Warriors back then as well. I've been involved with the Warriors on and off for about maybe 10 years now at this stage. So I knew the Warriors through uh, my previous coach asked me to help one weekend trip he was planning. And ever since then, I've kind of just fallen in love with the, with the team, with the structure, with what the team has done over previous years and where the team at the club is going, which is amazing. Um, it's just grown from strength to strength here in Dublin. So I want to touch again on when you mentioned that you came out at about age 16. Um, was it just to your friends or was it also to your family as well? No, so it was just to three of my really good friends at the time. Um, I'd known for years previous. Uh, it just kind of was the right time. It was the spur of the moment kind of thing, but I knew they would accept it. So I took the, ch- took the chance. I said it to them and I've never looked back from it. Um, I've come out to my family. Uh, I've come out to my immediate family over the last couple of years. Um, I've three i've three siblings i have two sisters and a brother and they all know my grandparents would know a lot of my auntie and uncles would know i don't hide the fact but i don't promote it either so i think this day and age that i if someone asked me a question about it i'd be honest and open but i don't also then run screaming you don't put it in their faces basically basically yeah 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 no i get that and so in terms of time scale, you said you came out to your friends when you were about 16. How old were you when you decided to come out to your family as well? Uh, I probably would have been about 21. Um, I went traveling and lived in New Zealand for a season, a rugby season. So I came out before I left. So I would be about 10 years ago now. So I was about 21. And I just wanted to do it before I went traveling, just to have that bit of peace of mind that I could one, I wasn't bringing so much baggage with me, so I could go and experience my sexuality when I was away and get comfortable and, and get to identify who I was and start living that side of my lifestyle. In terms of your community, was it something that you were dreading when you were coming out to your family? Were they quite a sort of a nuclear family in terms of it wasn't a usual thing or were they quite uh, comfortable with the idea? I would probably be one of the first in my family to come out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so it was definitely something new. And to be fair with everyone, it takes time for people to get, not comfortable, but just to get used to it. Um, my family have been very supportive. My grandparents have been very supportive. Like anyone I've told have been supportive so I've never really dealt with any bad negative family members from it or any kind of vibes through the family so I've been I've been blessed with that side of it um which is something I'm sure a lot of people haven't but it's uh something I have been okay with just from my understanding I've spoken to a couple of other uh, people with from Irish descent they found it not necessarily that their family were difficult about it, but the idea of coming out to their family who may have been quite heavily religious, it was something that they were very scared about. So was this ever going through your mind or were you just thinking, I'm sure they'd be okay with it, I just want to be honest? Uh, no, it definitely was something I was worried about, uh, especially with my grandparents. My, I've only told my grandparents in the last five or six years, and I think they have grown themselves 
when I told my grandparents, my first question my granny asked me was, am I seeing anyone? So there was no, they had developed as people as well over the years and they would have seen the, the support and how the community has grown and stuff. So I think if I told them 15 years ago, it might have been different. But I think because maybe I left it a couple of years and as people themselves, they learned from it and it was no, there was nothing bad about it, which was great. And when you came out being 16, you would have been in high school, is that right? Yeah, I would have been kind of about halfway through high school. Yeah. And during this time, were you heavily involved in sport? What was your perception like of sport? Yeah, um, I started playing rugby. How I got into rugby was a very good friend of mine when I joined or when I went into high school. He asked me to come down and play rugby one night. I said, yeah, I will come down and give it a shot. And I was always the taller, bigger kid. So I was kind of like duck to water for me. So I was like, come down, have a run around. So I would have been playing rugby four years at that stage through the school. I would have been very active in the school in terms of being uh, on the team. I would have actually coached the school team as well for a couple of years. So I was definitely in the limelight when it came to sport. Um, I, back then, which is a good couple of years now at this stage, would have never... Homophobia was there, but it was never at the forefront or we would never have seen it as much. Slags and comments were made as kids did back then. So it's definitely changed, which is great. Um, and I definitely think playing rugby has such a strong community value that people don't tolerate discrimination of any race, sexuality, um, which I think is amazing to be involved in such a strong community sport. When you were in the team, were you out about your sexuality or did you keep it private? I kept it quiet for the first maybe two years. Um, in my kind of final year of school, um, we would have, not rumours, well, you can say rumours, but there definitely would have been some kind of talk that I was gay. Um, I didn't hide it as much, um, but I also then didn't didn't jump at the opportunity of promoting it either. Um, if someone had asked a question, I would have answered honestly, but if I wasn't asked a question, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have told anyone. And you mentioned that there was homophobia and sort of the slurs and the comments being passed around. How did it make you feel? It definitely took its toll. Um, we, like, members of the, of the LGBTQ community would have definitely struggled with hearing those with those kind of comments and slurs and, and slagging and stuff. Not directed at me, but I was definitely within the company of it, um, which kind of some days made it difficult to want to come out but other days then I thought maybe I have to come out because I am living alive for what it is so over the years I would have just kind of I would have confronted some of the comments I would have maybe confronted in a way that it didn't promote my sexuality but definitely kind of wanted to stop that uh those words being used around me not to put the teams into, into shame at all but was there anybody within the team or coaches or any support networks within the team that were perhaps telling the people that were using these slurs not to be using them or were they just being passed off? Um, I, I think over the years, there wouldn't have been a whole lot of 
controlling those type of comments. Um, it would have been seen to be a normal comment to use, calling someone gay or calling someone a puff or something. Um, but wasn't meant in the homosexuality way. It was more just meant as a slagging way. It was never in kind of my areas of rugby stamped out when I was younger playing, but now it kind of seems to be, as I said, I've played rugby before and I've heard lads use those comments and I've heard teammates of mine report it to the referee, confronted the people who have said it, which is amazing to see the difference in such a short period of time when it comes to sport. Absolutely. And would those people who report it, would they be sort of like straight allies as you were supposed to Yeah, find? absolutely. Um, there was an instance, I played a game of it two years ago, and one of the oppositions called one of our players gay, just as meant as a terminology, not like the player wasn't gay, he's straight. But I played, it wasn't directed at me, but everyone on the team reported it. Captain went straight up to the referee, he reported it, he wasn't happy, he wanted it dealt with, which is amazing to see that I'm sure in my own club, and my own teams, I'm the only openly gay player at the moment so i'm sure there's definitely more so for them to see that support might encourage them to come out or to accept themselves that it's a safe environment for them to come out in and i hope that they've seen the way i've been treated that it is a safe environment i've never harassed or i've never been slagged or any that kind of stuff so i like definitely would always support someone no matter what their sexuality race is um, and it's, it's, it gets, as I said earlier on, that's what rugby is for me. It's, it's not just a sport, it's a community that you grow around. Fantastic. And when those people were being reported and the ref wanted to kind of deal with it, did it make you feel better? Did it make you feel like more secure in yourself? Or was it kind of a bit awkward because, like you said, you were the only openly gay player? No, I, 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 was, I loved to see it. Like, I loved to see the referee. He called both, ref, both coaches over both captains over and he just said I won't be dealing with those type of comments being said on a pitch and um, for me I, I and I mean this in the nicest way I a lot of people's opinions don't bother me because I know the people who I respect and their opinions mean more and um, if I took the opinion of everyone or I took everyone's two cents towards me it's that's too it's too much for any person to live with so I live my life kind of like my life, no one else's. When you came came out of high school, was rugby something that you continued to go into? Yeah, I, I, my rugby career has, my rugby career has crossed a lot of paths. I've played rugby overseas in a number of different locations. I've played in South Africa, New Zealand. I've travelled with my rugby in terms of tours to Europe. Um, I've worked with Leinster Rugby, which is based here in Dublin. I was a CCRO, which is a club community rugby officer. So my job was to was to develop rugby among schools and clubs within my area. So my job was to go into primary schools and secondary schools, develop players, both male and female, um, and push the game of rugby in terms of its values on and off the pitch. I continue to work with Lancer Rugby in different areas in terms of social media. I sit on a number of different committees as well. Rugby is it's a massive part of my life. 
Um, it has done wonders for me over the years. It's opened a lot of doors in terms of employment, friendship, connections. So rugby for me is not just the 80 minutes I play rugby, but it's the friendships I made around me off the pitch. And you mentioned that you travelled around the world and went to different places. In terms of LGBT communities, did you notice that um, some countries were very involved in it, whereas some might not have been? And being an openly gay player, were there ever any times that you felt that you weren't safe? Um, if I'm being honest, there wasn't a lot of LGBTQI kind of presence when I travelled. Um, not in a bad way, but it just wasn't there. We're probably looking 10, 15 years that I've been travelling and gone to different places. And it's only, obviously, rugby has developed so much over the last couple of years. It's only now do you see that there is a presence, there is support, there is openness between players. Um, when I travelled, it wasn't really there, but I never felt in danger. I knew my teammates were there in terms of they always had my back, they always had my support. Um, and there was never an issue there that I kind of felt I, I won't travel to different countries or I won't play this rugby game because of my uh, being in danger or something. That was never, no, it was never an issue for me, if being honest. I played in South Africa, New Zealand. I've gone on rugby tours to Portugal. Uh, I've been Germany. I've been uh, across a lot of Europe. Um, never gone to States with my rugby, but definitely would have gone to Southern Hemisphere. And in terms of the world rugby and the RUF and things, do you think that they are doing enough to support LGBTQ communities and uh, making it a safe environment for players to come out? Or do you think they could be doing more? I think, to be fair with them, I think they've done... I think they're learning, if I'm being honest. Um, I think for them, it is a new topic as well. <sighs> Openly gay rugby players in both male and, and female games are not... It's not there as much as we'd like to see it. So I think when you look at the English Rugby Board, the RFU, World Rugby, for them it's something new in terms of how do we support and how do we give guidance to clubs and to teams and coaches and players. So you can see the, the movement that is starting now. I think it's amazing to see. Um, I don't hold anything against them because I think for them it is a new era as well. Um, we we can all look back when we were young and stuff and the difference from when we were young to when we are now kids are so strong they're so ambitious they don't hide from anything there's no privacy in terms of sexuality is they don't see it as big of a deal as we would have seen so I think that's also something strong for all sports not just rugby but soccer Gaelic and hurling which is in Ireland and tennis and right the way across the board that they need the support from people who are in the, that community to go, well, this is what this means. And we have here in the Warriors, we have like three straight coaches. And I get asked questions and I think it's amazing that they really, they want to learn what, not in a bad way, but they want to learn what the community means, how the community is so important. Why is the community so important for people? And I've often heard over the years, why do you need the Emma Warriors? And there's no homophobia in clubs in, in Ireland. So there's not, but 
for someone who's coming to Dublin or to Manchester or to London who might be only getting comfortable with their sexuality, sport is a great area for them to make new friends, that it's not a not around a pub or a nightclub, it's a sport, you build up teammates, it's, it's, a, it's a door that's open straight away as soon as you land into a new city. And I think, I think something like that is amazing for, for all clubs. Um, and I think that's where World Rugby, the IRFU and the RFU are coming on board to support that. And they're being more supportive and visual with their support for the LGBTQI community. Has there been a moment that has really kind of made you really appreciate the fact all the hard work that you've been doing? Has it been like... Oh, as being a head coach, I had a player last year from the Warriors come up and say to me, it was amazing that I was head coach. I was an openly gay head coach. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, it's amazing that you're uh, openly gay and a head coach of an openly gay team because it shows that things are changing. And the more I thought of it over the last uh, couple of weeks after, I seen what he meant, that it was new players coming in, it's the structures there, that it's not, oh, it's just, it's just a gay team in Dublin. It's not that. We're not just a gay team. We're an inclusive team. We are competitive. We're social. So for me to be kind of the head coach that, I think is amazing. Um, and as, as he said, that to be an open gay head coach within the Lancer setup, which there isn't many, and to be an openly gay tie head forward, there's also not that many. So it's it was definitely a, a moment in my career that I'll always remember. Did you start to get involved with the IGR? Uh, so I would have got involved with the IGR. My first ever, my first ever involvement with the IGR was. The Bingham tournament in Manchester, I think it was, uh, probably in 2000 and, I'll have to double check the dates, probably 2009, maybe 2010. Um, I was asked for the players to come over and play. I, my parents don't even notice. I said I was going to London for a weekend away with my mates. I flew to Manchester, played a tournament, and as soon as I landed, in Manchester and got to the tournament venue, I even meet the lads there. I just felt such a part of community. Um, there was players from all around the world and it was just such a homely feeling that I fell in love with the IGR and what they do in terms of, in terms of their tournaments and their message and their support straight away. Um, so I was involved from, from that day when I landed. Uh, over the years, I've played a few more tournaments um, getting involved as, as, as a head coach I've then seen more and more of it I would know the chair at the moment Carl, a very good friend I've met through the IGR and through tournaments I offered to put my services and put a, give him a hand for social media and he wrote me into helping with the 20 year anniversary which I jumped at the opportunity to help straight away So you recently held the Union Cup last year yeah, we held it last uh, May, May or June it was last year. Amazing. Um, my very good friend of mine, Richard, uh, he and many, many volunteers for 12 to 16, 18 months put countless hours into that tournament. And I think for what they did 
was something that will go down in history to show the support and to get support from Vodafone, Guinness, Bank of Ireland, um, massive companies that are so supportive of, of the LGBTQI community. I just thought it was something that will I will remember for the rest of my life. Um, to play on home ground as well, it was my first home tournament through the IGR setup in tournaments. It was amazing to play and for us to host and to see teams from all over Europe. I think everyone enjoyed it. It was a great weekend. It didn't rain in Dublin, which is surprising. So I think everyone enjoyed that side of it. Uh, it was just, yeah, we, it was amazing to be a part of. My family came down. My family came down and supported me for my first game they've ever seen me play with the Warriors. So there was a lot of milestones in that weekend for me. I can just remember, just you mentioning there about it not raining, I'd literally packed my suitcase, assuming it would be downpour all the time. <laughs> the only thing that I've heard about Ireland is rain. And then when we got there, it was like summer. It was really hot. And yeah, I, it was a nice weekend, sure all right. And then we were receiving <laughs> our medals at the end, and the heavens just opened, and we, everyone just yeah. got drenched. We couldn't keep it away for the whole weekend, but we got the, we got the games out of the way, and then it opened for the... The rain came down for the uh, presentation, but at that stage we were all in party mode, and it was quick shower change, and then into the closing ceremony into Dublin. I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about all the events that are coming up because I, for one, am really, really excited because. Uh, for those people that haven't seen all my social media posts, uh, Rock My Life podcast will be involved in documenting quite a lot of all the events that are coming up. So give us a bit of a rundown on what we need to be getting excited about. So what we're planning, and we won't give away all the secrets just yet, but we want to showcase what the IGR means, what the clubs mean to their community, to players, to coaches, supporters, volunteers. We will be introducing everyone to the 130 plus clubs around the world um, in different social media posts and, and video links and promo stuff. We'll do a number of awards throughout the year as well. All going well and obviously with COVID and where it is in the world and we've got to obviously take this into account. We will hopefully look at doing some type of activity or a party at the end of maybe next year. But obviously, we're all fingers crossed that we get through the next couple of months and we get a hold of this COVID. Uh, we'll have a number of different interviews with players, supporters, world rugby, hopefully the Irish Irish rugby and unions across the across the world as well that support our LG, LGBTQI clubs and our IGO clubs as well. Um, we just want to bring what the IGR does and we want to let everyone know what they do. So we have a lot of planning, a lot of meetings at the moment, all going well. So next maybe five to seven days, momentum will start and there'll be more posts and some kind of news will come out of what we're, what the next 12 months, 12 months will look like for the IGR community. They can get involved either through any of our platforms, uh, our IGR platforms, so, so uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, the website. You can email myself, uh, darren.morin at igr.org, um, and I'll put that to the right committees. 
uh, any information, anyone that wants to reach out, anyone wants to help or anyone has ideas, the door is always open. It'll be amazing to get support from clubs, volunteers, the community that want to showcase and support for 20 years of the IGR means for them. We see each other every year, two years, depending on what tournament we take place or take part in. So to connect on a year that we didn't have Union Cup or Bigham Cup last year in Canada, and uh, we are planning Union Cup this year, but obviously the Union Cup committee are working extremely hard to ensure that it happens. But in this world of technology, we're all instantly connected. So I want to reach out. I want to get to know more people. I want to get to know more coaches, more players, and see how they get on, see how they're getting on in their leagues or their competitions and tournaments or their community, how they're dealing with COVID, what their plans are for training and how they're kind of going through everything as well at the moment. And finally, just thinking about people that might be listening that live in Ireland and might have the same sort of situation as you. They love to play rugby or maybe they want to get involved in some way. What would be the best way to get involved with the Emerald Warriors? So Emerald Warriors, we train on a Monday and a Wednesday. Uh, we're based over in Temple Oak at the moment. If anyone wants to reach out to us, all our platforms, we have people that manage our platforms daily. So our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, our website, all our information is there. Um, just reach out to us if you're unsure or you're nervous. We open, we have open days. We had an open day this year. We had 42 new players join us who have never played rugby before. They've all signed up. They're loving training. So we cater for everyone, every level in rugby. For people who are brand new or people who have played semi-professional rugby, we cater for everyone in between. We are a, a massive club when it comes to community base. So everyone is welcome. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Rock My Life podcast. It's been an amazing opportunity to share this story and I cannot wait for next week's either. As always, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter for all our regular updates. And make sure that you tune in to find out more events coming from the IGR anniversary this year. I've been Christian John and this is Rock My Life.